I'm Gavin Scott, your host. Welcome to the Stay Outstanding podcast, the show that shares wisdom and gifts knowledge, motivates you to be your authentic self, influences you to fulfill your true potential, encourages you to take action, and inspires you to step into your greatness. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Stay Outstanding. Uh, today's guest is Kelsey Walker, and she is the author of Face Everything and Rise and the founder of From the Green Desk. Uh, welcome, Kelsey. Can you tell us a little bit about Face Everything and Rise? Um, it sounds like you know, as an author, you wrote about something that you experienced. Is that right? That's right. Uh, Face Everything and Rise is a memoir about abortion and uh, the loss of our daughter, Hope, um, due to a really bad um, genetic disorder called osteogenesis imperfecta type 2, which is the lethal version of brittle bone disease. And having to make that that choice, which is an impossible one, to end her suffering and also prevent um, loss of my life as well. Um, I'm so sorry you had to go through that kind of loss. Um, nobody should have to. What when you go through a loss like that? I think obviously it's very easy to stay in the dark uh, space, um, shame, guilt, unforgiveness, remorse, mm-hmm. sadness, anger, frustration, all, all sorts of emotions, I'm sure, are just pouring out. But yeah. how? Because th- this is so key for us to share. It's such an incredible message. How do you go from that darkness to living your life on your own terms in complete freedom and peace? Yeah, absolutely. So I spent a lot of time in that darkness and the book describes that pretty detailed, um, what that darkness was like. Um, I developed post-traumatic stress disorder from the, uh, difficulties with the procedure that were caused by the laws that were in place at the time. So finding the strength to rise came through a bunch of therapy. It came from EMDR therapy as well. Uh, And it also came from a key moment uh, last October when I went to the Women's March in Kansas City. And I carried a sign for my daughter, Hope, and I that just talked about her suffering and the fact that it was threatening my life, too, and that abortion saved my life. And instead of, you know, carrying a sign that that's that inflammatory um, can, you know, cause all kinds of attention Um, and, you know, it... which I wanted it to spread a message. And luckily it was really well received. Women came up to me and were asking me about my sign, asking me to tell them my story, giving me, you know, embracing me physically, 
um, praying with me and really that sense of community and that <clears throat> belonging brought us, sorry, <clears throat> got a little bit of a cold, um, really brought me <clears throat> healing and really gave me the strength to rise and gave me the strength to finish the book. And from that experience, I founded From the Green Desk, which is the nonprofit um, that creates a sense of that community through uh, coaching as well as group therapy. And, uh, you know, we have a podcast coming out in April as well as a blog going on right now, um, really to, you know, to continue the process of healing. I feel like it's the next step in the journey is to help others find healing. Absolutely. Um, it, when you use the word to heal, it can be used in different ways. Um, obviously, there's the uh, visual idea of healing the body. So if you scrape your knee or something, mm -hmm. you let the, the wound heal. But in terms of healing from something so traumatic as that, what does it mean sort of to heal? What does it mean to you? Like, for, Yeah, for what I see healing as is child loss and abortion, there truly is something called a silent scream where people choose to not talk about these losses. As a society, as a a world we have decided that with loud hushed voices that we just don't talk about that and it causes a lot of suffering for women and for families that go through this so our ideal healing is to be able to figure out how you know, guide people to be able to tell their story and be able to say these things out loud. And also on the other side of it, um, helping family members learn how to accept the story that these folks are telling and be able to understand as opposed to fear and shy away from it. Yeah, amazing. I, I don't really want to interject too much in this uh, space with you right now with my own story, but very oddly enough and very briefly, um, I recently interviewed an energy healer. Wow. Uh, if you haven't seen the episode, guys, Tatiana Hellier, make sure you check it out. Um, we actually talked about what energy healing is. She then did healing on me. And then we talked about what I experienced after the healing. And I set an intention before the healing started. And there, was there were various intentions. There wasn't just a singular one. But the one that pops up, the reason why I'm just coming on to this story for two seconds, if I may, is it was to do with my mother. And mm -hmm. for guys that um, listen and watch the show regularly, you'll know my mum passed away when I was 18. Um, and I went for a walk after the healing session and I bumped into some of her old friends and oh, wow. I said to them, you know, it's so strange because I was doing some healing, 
not less than half an hour ago. And I kind of felt that everyone had abandoned her. Like nobody talks about her anymore. You might think about her, but we don't say that we think about it to each other, you know? So yeah. there's an abandonment of her. And um, they were like, we don't think that, you know, we've still got your mum's photo and this, that and the other in all these places. And we had a really nice conversation. So I think to, as you say, to talk to families, to talk to people that have been in that close traumatic circle, it, it really does help. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so I just want to honor you for the work that you're doing um, with From the Green Desk. I think it's an incredible initiative. If anyone, uh, it's a not non-profit organization, right? Yes. So if anyone wanted to so, make donations, how could they do that? Yeah, they could go to fromthegreendesk.com. Uh, that is the hub for the book, which actually the proceeds from the book actually come back to uh, the nonprofit. I don't take anything from those. Um, then also uh, it is the hub for the podcast as well as the, um, the blog as well. And, you know, if someone wants to make a donation, that's fantastic. If someone wants to find healing themselves, we are doing all of our services free of charge. Um, that's something that I wanted to make sure people had because at the time of Hope's loss, we were struggling financially. I worked for a nonprofit. My husband worked for the school district. Combined, we couldn't afford therapy for me right away. Um, so making sure that these services are free of cost to folks who really need them is, is really important to me. All right, and there's, there's lots of good folk in this world. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure of that. And some of them don't just want to donate by buying a book. So if they wanted to make a, a sizable donation and really make a difference in people's lives and create an impact, they would just send you an email through the website and get in touch? Yep, yep, absolutely. My, web, my email is on the website under the contact me link. Amazing, amazing. Yep. So this creation of uh, From the Green Desk, um, I guess it's sort of spiraled, is, is that right? Because uh, it's yeah. become a, a big part of your life and... It's now a real entity and you're treasuring it and nurturing it and it's, it's, it's growing. It's evolving. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And it's so exciting. Um, you know, at the heart of it, my husband and I were talking the other night, he's like, you know, I'm really proud of you for doing this work, but you've got to remember at the heart of it, it's because you want to keep hope's memory alive. And this is my way of, keeping her memory alive and honoring her is doing work to help other people to heal and to uh, find community that we didn't have. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I wish you so much success. I know you're going to get a lot of support along the way. Um, make no mistake. I'm also proud of you for uh, turning your story into something just so positive and inspirational. Um, Thank you. you mentioned that as you were going through the abortion, there were certain laws 
Um, what, what were those laws? Yeah, so some of the laws that are in place uh, include asking me six times if I wanted to go through the abortion process during Ranger. <laughs> Sorry, my dogs. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say um, anything. I saw them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so they asked me six times during the procedure because the procedure lasts all day. It's not just like a go in, go out. Like people kind of think of it as just like a revolving door. It's not. It's an all day procedure. And during the course of that all day procedure, they asked me six different times if I wanted to go through with it. And it caused some trauma because did at the heart of it, did I really want to be there doing that? Of course not. But I knew it was the right choice to make for me and my child hope. It's just, there was nothing there was no other option to take besides to save my life and end her suffering. And then something else that is part of it is because they're not in a full-fledged hospital, they can't completely knock you out during the procedure. They give you something called midazolam. And that is supposed to help you forget and it's supposed to make you feel sleepy so it's it's there to get really make you forget the procedure well it didn't work on me in that regard I remember everything and part of that is because that medication if you fall asleep like it's supposed to it's supposed to make you sleepy if you fall asleep for me I stopped breathing every time I fell asleep so um yeah, they kept having to wake me up. So I remember all the parts of the procedure and that definitely caused trauma around that. And then finally, you know, they could not allow my husband in the room with me for the final stage of the procedure, which was the most hard part of the procedure because it was separating hope from me, um, that final part. And so I, you know, even though the care staff was wonderful, the nurses were wonderful, one of them held my hand and kept eye contact with me the whole time, it couldn't replace having my husband there with me. So, you know, a lot of these, you know, these laws that they put in place caused me harm and it sucks. And it triggered my post-traumatic stress disorder. So, um, you know, they, you know, I guess what I would say with these laws is if we spent a little less time debating whether things are ethical or moral and spent a little bit more time and money developing the procedure, there would be less people who got harm from these laws that they wrap around the clinics. Um. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because there is, I mean, for me there isn't, but I know out there there's a very strong ethical debate. Um, yeah, you know, and I don't really want to get involved in the debate. Yeah, <laughs> um, of course. I don't really want to play politics per se, but you yeah. know, I think in 
a scenario like yours where it was so pertinent for for survival and also you know the ending of suffering that yeah it just shouldn't be seen in in the light in which some of some some people might portray it um yeah well and there was a girl in texas or a woman in texas who uh was 18 weeks pregnant when her water broke and she her baby was malformed and she needed the procedure that i had but because she was in the state of texas she couldn't have it she had to hope that her body recognized that the pregnancy was ending and miscarry. She had to hope that she didn't get an infection that could kill her. You know, it's just, there's folks that are in the same, in similar situations to what I am or I was and are not receiving the care because of what's going, you know, going on in our government. So that's my little bit of, of, uh, politics in there is okay even in, even in the most extreme circumstances it's they're making it difficult did the uh, lady in texas survive yes she survived so yeah. luckily yeah amazing um so pleased to hear that so yeah what ptsd your husband wasn't out in the room you're asked six times throughout the entire day and you're taking these crazy wacko pills that do, do, do funny things to your body. Um, I can imagine just stopping breathing as you go to sleep. Firstly, it's not a worry, uh, a normal uh, thing to do, and secondly, it's a worrying thing to do. Yeah, it would raise awareness or attention or alert or anxiety. Yeah, it's. Um... You know, and I didn't even realize that's what was going on until after when they were like, you know, we had to keep waking up because you would, every time you fall asleep, you, you would just stop breathing. So, um, you know, I wasn't, do, definitely wasn't doing it intentionally, but it was just, it's scary um, because they don't, you know, in a clinic, they don't have the same kind of life-saving technology that a hospital does. So, um, you know, that's something that while the procedure is as safe as it can be, there are better things that we can be doing um, to make it safer. So, from the green desk, is that um, just helping the families or is it trying to make the uh, clinic safer? Um, it's mostly surrounding helping families and, um, and mothers, but uh, there is a little bit of advocacy. So with the, you know, blog and talking about the different, um, the podcast and the different, you know, social media avenues, there's like one week uh, month that focuses on advocacy uh, um, for folks. So just spread getting the most recent news and things like that. Um, the, one of the things that, uh, I was excited about was there was actually a protest in LA for the Oscars this last weekend. So everybody who was wearing green, which was like, oh, my green desk. But yeah, that's actually, it turns out is a universal color for 
abortion support. Um, everybody who was wearing green was in support of um, the clinics. So, yeah, yeah. So that impact with how many people watch the Oscars was was present this last weekend, which was exciting. Amazing, amazing. Um, it just goes to show for anyone listening uh, to the podcast or anyone watching on our YouTube channel that you can make a difference no matter what struggle you've been through in life and you can through actions, create inspiration to others. Such, a, such yeah. an important, important point. On that point, um, face everything and rise. Uh, we've probably already told you, but we are putting your book into a contest prize draw as a mm -hmm. celebration for the end of series one of the Stay Outstanding podcast. Uh, along with uh, many of our other guests who are also authors. And we're going to be sending out a big bundle to the winner um, of the prize draw. And um, I, I just want to imagine for one second what impact it's going to have on that person's life. Because you know what impact your book would have on somebody's mm -hmm. life, but they're going to get 10, 20, 30, 40 of these books. And as they read each one of them, I, I, I just, I'm so overjoyed at this celebration. It's, um, it's really going to be something special. So I, uh, I would invite anyone to take part in it. There'll be a link in the show notes. Um, and I can't wait to get your book uh, one further out there, Kelsey. Um, I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Why don't we just come off the topic for a second and ask you to pick a word from the board? Okay. Um, memory. Memory. Ooh, this is a good one. Um, interesting memory um <laughs> I, I, do you know what i think you're the first person to pick that one uh <laughs> yeah people normally go for like habit or the the slightly bigger ones that you see mm -hmm. uh, i can actually see now that memory is quite big there but anyway um here's what memory means to me kelsey right memory is about an experience that we have lived either visually or audially if that's a word or through mm -hmm. audio um and it's logged in our library in our minds but also in our spirits and in our hearts so the idea of a memory being confined to a place in between our ears, if you like, mm -hmm. I don't believe is true because we have recognition from our heart and our spirit as well. And if, and I play devil's advocate, if that memory is in all three locations, mind, body, and soul, 
the memory will live on forever. Mm-hmm. So in Hope's case, I know that she is embodied in your spirit and her memory will live forever. Thank you. That's so sweet. Um, the, the work that from the Green Desk is doing, how many people are you currently reaching, families? Uh, we're currently reaching about 10, which is good for starting and hope to continue to reach out and help more. Amazing. So guys, if you're listening, if you know anyone that's been through abortion, going through abortion, um, do reach out to Kelsey. Uh, There will be all the contact details in the show notes. It's such a great job she's doing and it's so important. And the, the support, you know, we talk about trauma and um, I think it's a bit like one of those. Um, let me see if I can give a good analogy here. It's a bit like an open wound, right? Trauma. So you've got an open wound, let's say on your leg. You haven't dealt with it. You haven't you know, put any antiseptic on it, whether your idea of antiseptic is alcohol or tea tree oil. Doesn't really matter. You haven't mm-hmm. dealt with it. It starts to go a funny color after a few days. Then it starts to get a bit pussy. Then there's the infection and all of these sorts of things. And the analogy is it's the same with trauma. Like the sooner you start the healing process with the correct support systems in place, the less burdening of your heart and your spirit, the trauma will be. Yeah. That's my analogy. So she's doing incredible work. I'd really love for you guys to reach out to Kelsey if, as I said, you're going through abortion or you know anybody going through abortion. Um, Kelsey, what would you say to somebody that perhaps is going through abortion that is nervous of reaching out? Everything that we do is confidential. So if you need that support even prior to the procedure, you know, reach out. We're definitely not going to push beliefs one way or the other, but we are just an open ear as somebody who's been there uh, to be able to, um, you know, really, really listen and come alongside you. If you're kind of on the fence about reaching out, check out the blog, um, listen to the podcast when it comes out in April, um, you know, so far as getting help goes. So you can see what we're all about. Amazing. Um, yeah, what a great, great suggestion. Um, read the blog first. That will really give them an insight. Um I think it's so important, this idea of research, support, um, you know, like you can't just go down to your local clinic and say whatever it is that you're going to say, yes, no, maybe, whatever. 
Yeah. You know, you've got to have some idea of the concept and what you're getting yourself in for, right? Um, and so I love the idea of people reading your blog. The uh, the blog, Kelsey, it's on the website? From thegreendesk.com. How important was it to share the experience with your partner and how did it feel you to be robbed of that? It was hard because of having to be separate when the procedure, the final stage of the procedure happened. And because he and I worked opposite shifts, my husband and I did a lot of our grieving separately for a long time. It was incredibly tough. Uh, um, it took a lot of time for us to come back together. So, but we did. We eventually found each other again. And it's, you know, we're very much a united team again. So. Amazing. I'm, uh, I'm grateful for that coming together again because sometimes the, the trauma drives us apart. And uh, I'm pleased that wasn't the case. Yeah. One last question for you. What does stay outstanding mean to you? Stay outstanding means continue to push envelope and continue to do things that are hard or things that are new to push a mission forward amazing thank you so much um just to end and say thank you for sharing your time with us and your story kelsey and honestly, you're, it's just admirable what you're doing and you're just such an inspiration. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the content and got any value, please do like it, rate it, follow, subscribe and leave a comment. You'll find us across all the social media channels, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook and Instagram. All the links are in the show notes. It's been my privilege to host you today. I'm Gavin Scott. Until next time, stay outstanding.